Matt Will. No L's, just sevens. This is the bliss, licking they lips, Twitter with this, minimal risk, finity shifts, ribbon on rib, quick in the hits, first on the list, this, mad will, going crazy on the daily, dropping facts like a shower in the world of rain and entertainment, yeah, another day, another pod, all these thoughts are up facade, so I had to ask him what he got, said he got a lot, said he got a lot of work, got a lot of shifts, and it's time for the daily blitz. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, November 2nd, and welcome back to the Daily Blitz Football Pod. I am the co-host in the host chair, the big guy with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud. You can find my work at NFL, Moving Averages on the Bluebird Twitter Machine. Again, that's John Legeza, L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A. I am sitting in the captain's chair today, our good buddy, our host, the Han Solo to this Falcon, Mr. Matt Williams, who you can find at MAT. T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S is not with us today, but we're going to make him proud. This daily show has really been great. I've been digging the feedback, and I think it's really important to keeping the mind sharp, just getting in every day, having a process, doing a little bit of work, so it doesn't become overwhelming as we get closer to the weekend. If you're unfamiliar, on Monday, we've been doing a look back at the bets, the DFS lineups with a Monday night football preview. Last night, we did give you the Darrell Williams over receiving plus rushing prop. We cleared that easily, making money a thing Matt and I have not become too unaccustomed to. On Tuesdays today, we're going to be doing the injury report. I'm going to take you down the entire board, looking at all the critical pertinent injuries and then the subsequent fantasy and DFS-related moves to go with it. So without any further ado, let's get down and do this thing that we do so very well. Into the desert with the Arizona Cardinals, where Kyler Murray showed up with a boot. Murray is recovering from a left ankle injury, head coach Cliff Kingsbury would not speculate on his availability for Sunday against the Niners. I think he will be fine if you're in pure desperation mode maybe in a super flex league take a look at Colt McCoy just because a pulse and a heartbeat can be enough. Other than that Chandler Jones was back from injury. You know J.J. Watt is out for the season, the same for Max Williams. So in case Zach Ertz is still floating around there, you want to cue him up. Atlanta Falcons, the big news that caught us all by surprise was Calvin Ridley stepping away from football to take care of some personal stuff. And we here at the Daily Blitz Football Pod are behind you, Calvin, 100%. Got to get that mind right if you're going to get the play right on the field. I hope it's not a long-term thing, and I know it's frustrating for fantasy owners, but these are people and we got to look out for them first. We hope Ridley is back soon. Without him, I made the mistake of stepping on the Kyle Pitts rake, thinking those targets had to go somewhere, but there are situations when one plus one equals three, and you could expect more with more pieces on the field, which also makes sense as far as sustaining drives. So to the Atlanta Falcons, you have to keep an eye on Ridley. Without him, Russell Gage hung the goose egg. Christian Blake hung the goose egg. Zacchaeus had a catch for 12 yards. I think you got to be looking at Taji Sharp, people. He did have five catches for 58 yards and actually tied Russell Gage in snap share. So, people, there's your first one. Circle Tajay Sharp for the Falcons. On to the Baltimore Ravens. Sammy Watkins is questionable. Not much there. Latavius Murray, questionable. Not much there, though. I'm really not going in that direction anyway. Remember, it's, uh, I did mention adding players with a pulse. I think I'd make the exception for quarterbacks because of the amount of time they touch the ball. I'm 
I'm really not the type to add players that I don't want to start if they're in. Let's get to the Buffalo Bills. Dawson Knox now with the Q tag, so you gotta keep an eye on him. He's a pivotal part of that offense, and I think he seems to be correlated not to the backup Tommy Sweeney, but to Gabriel Davis, who did have four for 29 and the short touchdown. We've seen Allen and Knox and how valuable that red zone target could be with Buffalo. They spend so much time inside the 10 there that Davis has to be somebody to circle if you're afraid that Knox won't play. Carolina Panthers, we go. Sam Darnold not doing anybody any favors. He did sustain a concussion in the fourth quarter. I expect him to play, but if you find yourself with your back against the wall in the position of desperation where you are adding players like Colt McCoy, you may want to take a look at P.J. Walker. On to the big dog, CMC, who I thought would be back. Coach Matt Rule said Monday he expects McCaffrey to practice Wednesday, but where have we heard that before? Don't let go of those Chuba Hubbard shares just yet, obviously. On to the Chicago Bears. Khalil Mack missed the game. That's going to hurt them in the run game. We saw Mitchell tear them up, so he'll be back. That should help the Bears' defense. On to Damian Williams. He did exit Sunday's game against the 49ers with a left knee injury, something you want to keep an eye on. Remember, Montgomery is on the IR. Tariq Cohen on the pup list, so it's queue up Khalil Herbert all the way. You probably have an RB1 rest of the season into Cincinnati. We had, I don't think there's much of note there, just Chris Evans missed the game last week, and I think that's the boost you saw for Samaj P. Ryan. I think he might have played 100% of the third down in the long down and distance snaps. Cleveland, we know the running game has been a focal point for injuries. Chubb came back. He looked good. Ernest Johnson, eh, not so much. I wouldn't drop him just yet. Kareem Hunt is on the injured reserve list with the calf, and Odell Beckham not hurt, though. His fantasy owners probably wish he was. It would explain some of the disaster that we've seen. Dallas Cowboys have Dak Prescott listed as questionable. It sounds like that move to not have him play the other night did pan out for them. They got the W, and he's healthy. Cue him up. Michael Gallup, Stephen Jones, the VP of the Cowboys, said Friday that Gallup and that calf are moving well in practice. His return is right around the corner. Good news for Gallup. If he's on the waiver wires, you definitely want to add a player like him. He could make an immediate impact and with a single injury, could find himself in a star role. Up to the mile high city we head. Let's see if we have anything of note here. Yeah, Hamler is still on the injured reserve. He'll be out. Other than that, I think we're looking pretty strong in Denver. They're more of a trade target across the league than an injury story right now. To Detroit, they had the big shocker on Sunday when Jamal Williams was listed out at the last second. That one really, really stung me. I was off Detroit the entire week. I was going to let other people get down with DeAndre Swift. I didn't think he'd bust, but I did think he was bad chalk at the DFS price. But with Williams out, it was hard to see a scenario that Swift didn't get there and he did not get there. I shifted off better players for him because he was up at 7.1. I had to make some money in that salary cap and I paid the price. I don't know if I want to give a lesson here about tinkering. I generally don't tinker, but a player like Swift is really no joke and someone you want to play around with. Him with a full load, you know, is generally somebody we think of as returning RB1, particularly in a game script that they're behind. He has not been great running the ball. Green Bay Packers, Robert Tanyan on the injured reserve. Devontae Adams expected to return to practice this week. Valdez Scantling also designated to return from practice this week. Should see better things from the Packers. Last one on the defensive side. Uh, Hyrie Alexander has an outside shot of returning this season, so that could be a huge boost for the Packers, and maybe even more so those under bets Matt and I have been laying all season. Houston.
Houston. Here we go. I was surprised that Tyrod Taylor did not play. I thought he would. Right now, that status is still up in the air. And if Tyrod Taylor is still available, I absolutely would add him. I think you could do a lot worse than him. He's actually shown to be pretty serviceable. I think he carries some bad team bias or some bad quarterback bias in the past. People kind of holding those narratives against him. But we've seen him be pretty effective. He was good against the poor Jacksonville team, but he was fully in command of that offense. The same to be said for Cleveland. He came out really hot. 125, he threw for a score, was on the ground. He ran for a score. Not saying he's an MVP by any stretch, but Tyrod Taylor is a competitive NFL quarterback. Indianapolis Colts. Paris Campbell is out. I think he's going to miss the remainder of the season. I had my eye on that. Other than that, really not much of note for the Colts besides, oh, Hilton. He suffered a concussion in the game, and he is out against my Jets. Not that it's a world-beating move, but again, if you're looking for flex play or a second flex play, I think Zach Paschal is might be where you want to look. He's had five targets in every single game except for one. We saw that head up to eight. That was the high water mark for the year. He had five catches for 43 yards. Again, not a world beater, but he is an end zone target. Remember, he did have three touchdowns in the first two weeks. You could do worse than Zach Paschal. Jacksonville Jaguars. This was the other nail in my coffin for DFS this Sunday. Love the James Robinson matchup. He went out early, and I was hoping for a big dual usage game from him against the Seahawks. Robinson with the heel is expected to play as listed as day-to-day after his tests yesterday reports. Adam Schefter, oh man, coming off the injury. I generally key these guys up, but now I think he stung me twice this year. I may get away from that one. O'Shaughnessy at the tight end placed on the IR. That's why everyone looking at Dan Arnold, he was a really good value play this weekend. And with the usage, I think he'll continue to be just that, especially with the weakness at the tight end position. You could do a lot worse than second highest target total on the team with 10. Then speaking of that, again, for those desperation plays, you could take a look at Jamal Agnew has had at least six targets, three of the last four, topped out last week at 12. And we know the Jaguars are kind of desperate for offense, so I don't think they'll be afraid to go different directions. Agnew, six catches, 38 yards, and a score. At least five catches, at least 40 yards in the last three games he's played. So again, desperation as it might be, could get the job done with DJ Chark out for the season. Kansas City, nothing really of note here. As you know, the Fresh Prince of Air is still out. People with Darrell Williams queuing him up without a second thought. Vegas Raiders, the big one here is, of course, the Walrus. Darren, I am the Waller. Listed as questionable right now. You gotta keep an eye on that. If not, Matt and I will be heading back to the island of Foster Moreau. Also, Josh Jacobs had him. He went out early as well. Interim coach, Rich Passaccia said Jacobs sustained a chest contusion in the win over the Eagles, but he is expected to be fine. So that's another one like Robinson. Your tolerance for injuries or playing players the week off an injury, that's up to you. But Josh Jacobs should be good to go. I wouldn't scramble for his backups. Los Angeles Chargers had some injuries. Eckler was hurt, right? He popped up on the injury report with the hip. But once he starts tweeting, he's in his own starting lineup. Then he should be in ours as well. Running back injury of Justin Jackson. He did carry the ball three times had the big one, but he did leave the game with a quad injury. He's listed as day-to-day for any of you looking for Jackson as that Eckler backup. They're both a little dinged, but I think as long as Eckler is healthy, I'm not interested in any of the backups. Los Angeles Rams, nothing of note. They did make the news by bringing in Vaughn Miller as if the defense was not good enough. 
Dolphins on deck. I know we've spoke more about players being subtracted. I think we're going to get a few that might be added. Miami brought back Devontae Parker. Looked like he was being shopped around for a deal. Also looking at William Fuller. He is a pop to play this week. And if he's out there, could be a player that you want to add. I personally have never been a big Fuller guy, but I think they'd welcome his skill set on this team. Minnesota Vikings did just get Dalvin Cook back. I think that's the big one for them. Of course, you're holding on to Madison. Those shares very, very valuable without Cook. Not so valuable when he's playing, but too potentially valuable to let him slip through your fingers. New Orleans Saints, this might be the big one for the week. We saw Jameson Winston go down. It looks like an ACL. I'm pretty sure his season is finished. That is correct, people. Sorry, Sean Payton did confirm he suffered the torn ACL. You gotta be looking at Taysom Hill, of course. Not really sure how many people were rolling out Winston as a starter, but anytime some points pop up, and again, I mentioned quarterbacks being so valuable in fantasy, particularly at the super flex spot, because of the amount of times that they actually touch the football, right? That they physically touch that football, the main component in getting points. So you want to add Hill for the Saints. Other than that, Michael Thomas still listed as multiple weeks away. A tremendous disappointment for fantasy players everywhere. Next up, the G-Man who lost in a close one last night to the Chiefs. Look like they're getting Kenny Galladay back. He's got the questionable tag. Saquon Barkley has the questionable tag. No confirmations on those two yet, but you got to monitor him with the Q tag. Dante Pettis was forced out of the game with the Chiefs. Sterling Shepard left the game with a quad injury as well nothing concrete as far as news on them yet so you gotta just monitor that one the other team in new york that wears green and white that somehow beat the Bengals also lost their quarterback the other week but head coach robert Sala confirmed the jets will not be placing wilson on the injury reserve he is expected to resume practicing at some point in week 10 so it looks like it's the mike white show from here on out i don't think he's nearly as good as that stat line looked however he He did show some very poised and efficient play. He should be getting at least one weapon back this week. Corey Davis carrying the Q tag. Make sure you're monitoring that if he's out. Guys like Berrios and Crowder should be seeing the lion's share of the work. Again, the Jets are not going to be looking to stretch the field whatsoever. Philadelphia Eagles had a ton of injuries in the backfield, and Matt and I were the ones telling you to be careful with Kenny Gainwell. I was also a little worried about Boston Scott, though he did get in the end zone twice and seems to be the focal point of the run game. So I guess if you already got Scott, I guess he was the winner. But Gainwell had 13 carries. Howard had 12 carries. Scott had 12 carries. Howard and Scott both scored twice. Would not expect that again going forward. If I have to choose one, it would be Scott. But if I really had to choose one, it would be none. I mentioned earlier at the top of the show, not really looking to add players that I'm not excited about starting. Those Eagles really sum up that, you know, to a T. Jalen Rieger was forced out of the game with an ankle injury. You got to keep an eye on that. Not sure there's a necessary kind of apples to apples replacement there. I'd just be looking for more volume from Devonta Smith and that was pretty disappointing. Steel Town up next. Pittsburgh Steelers. We know Juju is on the injured reserve. Eric Ebron who missed the game and had everybody queuing up Fryermuth has the Q tag and it looks like he might play. Don't drop Fryermuth just yet. Both Ebron in the mix. I think his 
viability is now gone. 49ers are expected to open up the practice window for George Kittle with the calf, but he's still a little bit away. Debo Samuel also had a calf. He'll be limited in practice this week, but I think if he practices, he should be good to go. Elijah Mitchell popped up with a rib injury. Expect him to be limited in practice, but I also think he'll be good to go. I think your 49ers are just fine. Everybody there underneath that beautiful bridge waiting for George Kittle's return. Speaking of return, Seattle Seahawks coach Pete Carroll said Wednesday that Chris Carson plans to resume practicing and retake the field week 10 after the Seattle bye, reports The Athletic. So if you've kind of gone the Collins route, it's always a little iffy doing that before he's actually announced in, but with the bye, I do think you'll get him back. And if you can drop Collins or one of those guys for something more productive, I think you're going to have to do that. Last thing on the Seahawks, Russell, the muscle is expected to have the pins removed from his surgically repaired right middle finger early this week. And he continues to target week 10 as well. So if you were loving those Geno Smith shares, don't fall too far in love with those. I was just kind of kidding. All right, Tampa Bay Buccaneers with that shocking loss on Sunday. I really thought they were going to get it done. Got Rob Gronkowski back so you can queue him up going forward. I'd be getting rid of Howard and Brait and all those other guys. Scotty Miller on the injured reserve was spotted running off to the side at practice last week but he did not play, so you got to keep an eye on him. He could be back this Sunday. Tennessee Titans with the biggest injury of the century. King Derrick Henry will undergo surgery this morning, reports Jim Wine of the Titans official site, ending one of the most beautiful running back seasons in recent memory. His backup coming into the season that I know myself and other sharps were adding, Darrington Evans, remember, is on the injured reserve. I think for the second time this year, he's out for the season. They are having problems in Tennessee. Now let's get down with what to do about it. Now there are some mixed opinions and generally there will be. It's impossible, right? It's straight up impossible to replace Derrick Henry apples to apples. However, we got to make the best with what we got. Jeremy McNichols has been the clear snap leader without Henry and in fact took a hundred percent of the snaps with Henry out of the game. People generally look at McNichols as only being a kind of scat back third down only guy. Now, if we're just looking at usage, that might be an easy kind of low fruit claim to make him and not having more than two carries in any game this year. But when you're behind Derrick Henry getting 35 looks on the ground, that's what you're going to get. No one else besides Sargent, who had a single carry in week one, has carried the ball for the Titans. I'm sorry, Evans actually had two before he got injured week seven. But with him being out of the picture for the season, that's really kind of irrelevant for our application here today. I was watching the games. I've been watching them all, so you don't have to. The Titans group, let's say, you know, it's not just the broadcasters because they're going off beat writers and coaches. They love McNichols, and I've heard them talk about him as more than just a scat back kind of guy. I would be pushing my chips to the middle for Jeremy McNichols, though if you're a fab player, I never really go above 30 or 35%. But if you still have the cash and you need the production, I think you gotta get your chips in the middle for McNichols. I know the Titans are talking to Adrian Peterson who showed us just a bit of life but my gut tells me he's three yards and a cloud of dust without the yards so Henry
Henry missing again. Impossible, just impossible to replace. I'm hoping that league mates of yours will underestimate the value of McNichols. We know he's great through the air and he should be viable regardless of the addition of Adrian Peterson. We have seen teams in the league, not to say straight up abandon conventional run games, but get away from run games to extend them. And that's where somebody like McNichols really could be a huge addition to your fantasy team. Last one is that Washington football team. Logan Thomas is working on the side field last week. So I think he may be preparing for a return. If he's on the waiver wire, if he was dropped, you gotta add Logan Thomas. Until then, you keep rolling out Ricky Seals-Jones because of the usage, but it's that very same usage of Seals-Jones that came from Thomas that I think will go right back to Thomas. My gut tells me, even if Seals-Jones gets a little bit of life after the Thomas return, they have a set idea of how they like to use tight ends, and I think Thomas slides right back in as a tight end. One couple of wide receivers you may see back this week for the football team as well, Curtis Samuel and Deami Brown, both with the questionable tag. Keep an eye on those practice reports. Wow, everybody. Who else is taking you through all 32 teams? Not anybody that I know. So I guess really quick, you know, you got to add Taysom Hill for the Saints. If you're desperate, you may want to add Colt McCoy as the quarterback position. As far as running backs go, I guess you got to look at Adrian Peterson, I guess. But I'd be queuing up McNichols. If he's out there, true desperation could take you to the Eagles. I'd only be touching Boston Scott, though I would have Gainwell circled in games that they are double-digit underdogs. For wide receivers, I did mention Taji Sharp, but I also should have mentioned Brandon Ayuk. He's coming with a ton of shine off the preseason and last season, you know, with good reason, but it has been extremely disappointing this year. However, if you're hanging out with me, you know you're getting context, you know we're here for nuance. We want to be looking at those input stats. Remember, input greater than sign, output stats. Ayuk starting to get that usage. He's had at least 71% of snaps the last three games. He led the team in snaps with 88%. He also had seven targets behind only Debo Samuel. That translated into, I believe, four catches for 45 yards. That's right. But hey, man, that kind of usage is definitely warranted a roster spot. And if you believe in the talent, I think he's certainly a player who could give you a strong second half. And then tight ends, you know, I'm probably looking at Dan Arnold if he's still available, Firemuth if Ebron is out, or then of course, Logan Thomas, if you can beat the market to them and pick up, you know, that top 120 ADP draft capital on the waiver wire for free with a team that throws a lot because they're always behind and you know you're getting the usage. All good reasons to circle Logan Thomas. That'll do it, everybody, at the 25-minute mark on the longer end for these daily shows. Sorry, but I really hope that that is all you need, right? I'm doing the work, so you don't have to. One of my claims to fame. So remember, everybody, thank you for showing up. Please rate, review, and subscribe. It just means an incredible amount to us in the algorithmic world that we now live in. So from your co-host in the host chair, Chewbacca, Big Johnny Stud, catch me on the Twitter machine. Just type in NFL moving averages, or if you want to get it, my better half, the captain of this shift, Matt Williams at M-A-T-T-W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. He's put me on good authority to tell you, you could just call him in the middle of the night. He loves to be woken up with fantasy questions. All right, everybody. Thanks so, 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 so much. Really do appreciate you. I know how precious my time is, and I like to treat yours the same. That's why I bring it every single day. So thanks for picking up what we're putting down. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with those books, enjoy your pay, everybody. Peace.